0: Light. I want to close out this uh, podcast talking about light.
1: I got my peaches out in Georgia, yeah, yeah. I get my weed from California, does that shit? I took my chick up to the north, yeah, yeah. I get my light right from the source, yeah, that's he?
0: I get my light right from the source. I get my light right from the source, yeah, yeah.
1: I got my peaches out in Georgia, yeah, yeah.
0: I get my light right from the source.
1: This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it, shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.
0: Your light. Shine blockers. Don't block my shine, shorty. Don't block my shine, shorty. Motherfuckers be out for your light. Them light hunters. I want to talk about Inner Light. Walk on with your bad self. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramchurath. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent September 19th. In the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to... Jonathan Ramchuran, the podcast. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here with you folks. Taking a quick break from my new lumberjack job. There's a bear shit in the woods. Well, how, how, hell hell would I know? You know? Haven't seen one yet. Yogi, I thought I saw a picnic basket. ha <laughs> ha. Hey there, boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, boo. <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods. Well, I don't know, Yogi. You tell me. I'll tell you something. I'm looking for a picnic basket. That's right, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that motherfucker. He, he wore a fucking fedora and a necktie, if I am correct. Where is he? Where is that little scoundrel? You know, there's a bear shit in the woods, I don't know, boo-boo. I'm gonna go get a picnic basket, yabba doo Jellystone Park. Well, at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, good to be here with you. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramchand the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. That's right, boo-boo. We're going to be friends to the end. Yeah, boo. We're going to go on picnics. <laughs> Don't get old. Ah, oh, That doesn't get old. This show is available on Spotify iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rather, Vimeo, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan ramcharancom And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, if you are digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know what truly is. When you share, your care. Isn't that right, (laughs) boo-boo? Boo-boo. Was that his name? Boo-boo? Bobo? Anyways. And if you are a returning guest to JR the P, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, or maybe you surmised, I am an actor extraordinaire. Thespian to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. It's hot. Telling you, boy, when you get squawking in the woods under them lights, boy, gets hot. You know? Oh. Yeah. Thespian extraordinaire. One thing that's been on my mind lately is the dorky versus dangerous actor. Austin Danger Powers. Yeah, baby. The dorky versus the dangerous actor. Think about it. There's probably many actors that you love that are near and dear to you. Some are as just corny as a corn on the cob. Some are as like, you know, menacing as a motorcycle. And, um, you know, it's quite a Playing field of options in the entertainment realm.
1: Which gets me reminiscing
0: on my early years as a young thespian getting started in the biz. Coming up as a youngin',
1: game is the game is a youngin', pocket full of something, yo, cash money, game in the game as a youngin'.
0: You know, when I was a little munchkin back in the day, just a little munchkin, starting out in the business. I remember I had a scholarship to this uh, local theater. In my neighborhood. I was living in Edmonton, Alberta at the time. So there was this theater. There was this theater that gave me a uh, scholarship. Not because I was particularly talented. Because I was, you know, a poor fucking kid. Wanting to, you know, learn the ropes of theatrical acting. So they said, hey, well, give the kid a break, they gave me a scholarship, you know. But it was pretty, you know, um, ambitious on my part. I had to look it up on the internet. This was like, I don't know, 1999, 2000, something like that, you know. Internet wasn't predominant. It's not like everybody was using the internet and using it and, you know, it it was there, but it's not like everybody was doing it. Not like nowadays, you know, just reach into your panty liner and pull out a fucking, you know, cell phone the size of a brick, you know? So still in the days of dial-up and fucking, you know, hotmail and shit like that. MSN mes- Messenger. Meet you on MSN Chatline. All the fucking kids in my class were on MSN Messenger, you know? I didn't have none of that luxury, you know? We still had a rotary phone in the house for crying out loud. Anyway, somehow I scam some internet access at the library or something. And, you know, I look up this theater company. Oh, hey, you know, send them an email. Hey, I'm a young thespian just getting started in the biz. Think you guys can help a brother out and hook it up with a scholarship or something? You know, let me, let me come peek and poke my nose around and see what's going on in this theater game. You know, I want it to be like my heroes. Al Pacino, um, Denzel Washington, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert De Niro, you know, you know, Mr. Bean. Uh, fucking, I don't know, you know, the greats, right? So then, you know, they give me the scholarship. Wow. So, you know, I go to the theater the theater, to take part in this scholarship, it's like a class, this acting class that they're teaching, you know, youngsters, preteens, you know, adolescents, you know, just a bunch of munchkins, you know, horny and hell-bent on theater, you know? It was really something, folks, a magical time in a young actor's life when he gets to, you know, strut the stage, learn about... Props, production, script, ensemble, you know, um, you know, a theatrical chorus, much in the style of Greek theater, you know, like a chorus would be like, you know, a group of people that would, you know, shuffle out onto a stage and maybe recite in unison some text or a song, which... Helped move the plot of a story forward, or just for shits and giggles, a little entertainment, you know, like, a, I don't know, think of Sister Act. Remember when them fucking whores would sing a bunch of hymns and Whoopi Goldberg would be running around? I've never seen the movie in a minute now, but, you know, like a chorus, you know, like a church choir. I'm getting a little bit into the woods on this one. No pun intended. But, uh, you know, getting into, into the woods, into the brush on this one. But, you know, like a Greek chorus. Different theatrical conventions, you know. Um, upstage, downstage, first act, second act, third act. Sometimes in a shake well, main, mainly all the time in a Shakespeare play, there'd be five acts, if I'm not fucking that up, you know. Oh, that this too-too-solid flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself into a milky dew. You know? Out, damn spot. Out, I say. You know, I I did a little Shakespeare in my day, you know. So anyways, I'm learning all this knowledge, wisdom, and, you know, information in this actor's class as a young thespian. And I was there on scholarship. It was really something, folks. It was really, you know, my first foray into the journey and the craft of acting, Well, wouldn't you know it, I didn't fit in. It was all these, like, wet blanket, bitchy, switchy, musical theater, tap dancey, fucking showcasey, little fucking dillweeds, dickheads, doorknobs, teachers, pets, you know, basically. Like like I said, I was like this kind of dejected, outcast, kind of weirdo, poverty-stricken child, you know, came up through the school of hard knocks, And there's all these like, you know, type of kids in the class, right? Real wet blankets, so to speak. Well, they seem to be teacher's pet and yours truly here. I couldn't do nothing right. You know, I I felt shunned. I felt neglected. And it was like, what am I doing wrong? What's so different about me? Versus these other bozos, and I was very talented. I mean, as you can see, so I kind of knew I was getting shortchanged. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, hey, there's something off. We squooey going on around here, oh, that waskoey rabbit. There's something off. We squooey going on around here. Off we squooey. I'm like, I'm just as talented as these dickheads. How come I'm not teacher's pet? You know, how come these dorks are getting all the fucking gravy train, gravy rolls, and I'm fucking stuck fucking in the wings playing tree number two? The dorky first, the dangerous actor. I'm telling you, folks, it can be very heartbreaking. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know what it was about me. I don't know what the turmoil and all the hoopty-doo and the big stink was about, you know? I'm just as poetic as the next motherfucker, you know. So anyway, there I am, singing for my supper, doing what I can to make it in the biz. These other fucking dildos—they're just getting their roles handed to them. And this type of shit followed me my entire career, not as recently as fucking uh 2020 you know due to pandemic there's been all this heartbreak and de doo and you know people haven't exactly been on their game the way they usually are but like I was taking an acting class in like I don't know maybe it was 2020, 2019 end of 2019, 2020 and I'm on stage and I'm just ripping it in this like it was like a Meisner class, Sanford Meisner
1: i truth, god damn it, truth what's your motivation, ah, bullshit I don't believe ya, an actor has to feel it from the gut,
0: he's gotta feel it from the soul gotta live, breathe, feel ah, you know art is ephemeral ah. pardon moi, folks by the way, these are like um, oregano cigarettes I got this little acting project that I'm working on right now where I got to smoke cigarettes. And, you know, of course, I did do a lot of drugs and drinking and smoking as a thespian, you know, for my art. But, you know, I'm clean living these days. And this is an oregano cigarette. 100% herbal. You know, you get, you know, the thing about smoking oregano cigarettes, you know, you get, you know, you get the oregano in your in your palate. And, you know, you, know, you get a hankering, you know, you get a little hungry, you know. Now I'm thinking about you know getting a bowl of pasta or maybe a veggie pizza you know yeah, you know, and be sucking on these fucking oregano cigarettes. You start getting a in. Anyway, back to my story. So you know there I am on there I am in this theater class. You know I don't know maybe it was somewhere in 2019, 2020, and uh, you know I'm on stage and I'm killing it in this Meisner class, you know, I want truth, goddammit, (laughs) truth, you know, he was, he was like this old Jewish cuckold, 1920s to like 1980s, I think, you know, he was a prominent acting coach. Anyways, he developed a style of acting, you know, and, uh, the magic if, so, you know, it's some very poignant and relevant actors training, and, um, you know, I'm in the class, and, um, The teacher turns to me and, uh, you know, she says, right in front of the class, she goes, You know, Jonathan, you're a very intense actor, aren't you? I remember I just looked at her, I was like, What kind of fucking nonsense is that you're a very intense actor aren't you yes you're right I am very intense fucking double whammy trying to fucking you know obviously trying to cut me down a peg because you know I wasn't teacher's pet I had an independent streak to me I had a certain je ne sais quoi that they couldn't fucking put a fucking fence around they hate that when they can't control you Whether it's in creativity, theater, film, or
1: just life in general. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Blocking up the streets and fucking my mind. Don't do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign?
0: Anyway. So anyway, you know. According to some of my acting coaches, I'm a very intense actor some shit I don't know. But I'm telling you, it's like them dorky actors versus them fucking, uh, dangerous actors. Maybe I'm dangerous, I don't know. Hell, I never set out to be dangerous. Be entertaining, be, you know, be of service in the entertainment trade of acting. That's all I ever set out to do. Followed me even to, into college, you know, uh. Let's take it back to my college days as a young thespian. I remember. I mean, pound for pound, I was the best actor in that program. I mean, it ain't really saying too much. It was small town Edmonton, you know, uh, one small acting department at a community college. But I mean, pound for pound, I was the best actor in that class. Couldn't sing or dance worth dog shit. But you know, I could really light up a script, right? Adding my Genese qua to a production, so to speak. Well, anyway, I proved myself time and time again in these acting classes. Then we come to like, you know, the final acting project. The teacher gives the lead role to this other bozo. Once again, I'm stuck in fucking the side wings playing tree number one. You know, I guess they moved up a peg. I was playing tree number two. Now I'm playing tree number one. But still, fiddlesticks got me off in the fucking, You might as well have me fucking outside the venue. You know what I mean? Anyway, one day we're sitting there in rehearsal and the lead actor, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we're doing the rehearsal and the director's kind of like, kind of getting into him a little bit. Like, yo, like, come on chop chop today like you're fuddling your lines you're fucking your lines up you have no confidence you have no like come on we're here to rehearse and get things done like are are you on board here what's going on you're an actor aren't you well the kid folds up he just
1: covers, a, a, you know, covers his fucking face in front of the cast. Then hightails tails it out
0: of there, whimpering and crying and blubbering. <laughs> Runs crying out of a rehearsal. Can you get any more dramatic, ironically? And, you know, don't get me wrong. He was a really sweet kid, a really sweet kid. Uh, great singer, great dancer. Uh, always was very kind and, you know, respectful towards me. Uh, never had a bad word against me that I know of. He was always a very good person. He just couldn't act his way out of a wet bag, you know? Couldn't act his way out of a wet paper bag, you know? <clears throat> Especially if there was a cock in it, you know? He'd probably stay in there for months. <laughs> but I mean, you know... But a really sweet kid. You know I mean? A really sweet guy. A really nice guy. And um, you know. But I mean. That's what. It seems a lot of. What people think of actors as. You know. Like these dorky. Dildo. Dilettante. Dipshit. Fucking doofuses. And the dangerous type. Such as yours truly. Like I said. An actor coach once called me intense. Um, I don't know. We, we seem to get the. Short end of the stick, the shit end of the stick. You know what I mean? But um, to every ying, there's a yang. <laughs> it's um, from my opinion, that's just like um, I guess the business and a lot of it, my outlook, but also what I know is that to be a well-rounded thespian. You need to be able to play a wide range of characters. And you know, and don't let the cat quite out of the bag. I mean, keep them guessing. I mean, I'm not particularly intense. I ain't particularly a pushover. I ain't particularly nothing. I like to think of myself as an everyman, as I alluded to. This is my lumber jacket. I'm out here in the woods looking for a picnic basket. You do, you boo, you boo boo. <laughs> hey boo boo. I'm just an everyman. I'm just an everybear. You know, i looking for love and looking for picnic baskets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Jonathan Van Turen, actor extraordinaire. Yeah. I am also a stand-up comedian. That's right, folks. Been humping that out as well. Pardon moi. Quick sip of coffee, coffee break balls. Don't mind me, boss. Mm. Ever notice, Mister Balls when you have a sip of coffee in the morning, makes you feel just sure as sugar balls. <laughs> Comedian. Uh, you know what the hell have i been up to? Hustling, you know. Some people think that, um, you know, a career in the arts, and let's talk specifically comedy, is all shits and giggles, which it technically is, but it technically isn't. Um, You gotta be a self-starter. You gotta rise early, even though a lot of comics are in bed hungover, you know, or in bed with a prostitute, or just in bed in depression. (laughs) You know, you got to rise early, get a kick at the cat, the early day, the early dawn. You got to hustle. Lord, eyes be hustling. Can't you see the bleariness in my eye? A disenchanted, disembodied stare creeping through the lens of the camera. You're looking at a work horse, ladies and gentlemen. I've been busting my ass, even during pandemic. Now I don't know what the hell to make of it. What's the point? You know? What the hell is the point with all these good-for-nothing shenanigans that I drum up? Jokes, podcasts, plans for the future. Who knows what to make of them? Tops or tails. But I'll say something. It is an absolute delight to be a stand-up comedian. A creative vessel. You know? A jackass. And, um... I'm riding with it, and um, the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yep. Another sip of coffee, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Uh, I say now, Mr. Balls, ever notice that the second sip of coffee in the morning makes you feel just right as rain, Balls? Yeah, what we're on here, September 19th, 2021. We're on the eve of an election in Canada. <clears throat> this whole pandemic... COVID 19. It's been a year and a half of just uncertainty and craziness. A lot of heartache that people have suffered through, sick family members, financial crunch. And then also um, a lot of governmental overreach. Fear, panic, and um, politicization. Politicization, politicizing of a situation. COVID nineteen. So, anyways, we're uh, we're in an election coming up, Monday, December twentieth. Monday. September 20th, 2021, here in Canada. And I already pre-voted. Let me tell you about it. So, you know, your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, hogwash, politicizing, overreach, You know, sensationalism, you know, hoop it up your ass, you know, hey, there's something awfully screwy going on around here. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. There's something awfully screwy going on around here. Awfully screwy. So, you know, same old information, 80% of people can recover without any special form of treatment. Um, It affects the elderly, the poor at health, and the overly obese. Generally speaking, children are immune to it. Um, Vaccination does not prove um, 100% uh, immunity. If you are vaccinated, you are still um, open to infection. So um, the best course of action is to... Take heed to the uh, health information that has been out since pretty much the beginning of this thing, as I listed, you know, and, uh, you know, take your own course of action and make it your own personal health issue. So from that, you may be able to surmise my uh, political leanings, but, um, you know, not to spelt them. I love everybody Just stay the fuck out of my business. But, um, you know, I pre-voted. And it was really an interesting experience. I mean, on my way to the polls, walking down the street, there's this young, I don't even know how she was that. Well, yeah, she was young. She, uh, this young woman. She pops out of her house and, you know, she sees me walking towards her. And I see her and I'm walking towards her. And sometimes
1: in this feminist climate where a woman's, as a woman, diddly dum diddly do.
0: I don't know, man. She kind of was looking at me sideways with contempt. I could totally notice it. You know, beautiful young man like myself walking down the street. Could be intimidating for some frumpy, dumpy, angry, stuck-up bitch, right? Anyway, she kind of looking at me sideways as if I was all that enamored with her. I didn't give a fuck. I was just walking down the street. I could kind of feel the hatred off of her, right? Well, as she's passing me, she scoffs, you know, almost like the hawk-a-loogie. She's like, like an animal, like a beast. And I had to laugh to myself. I was like, (coughs) and of course, she was a black woman. I don't really know what that means other than, you know, on top of just being a stuck up bitch, that you have that black attitude. So like, you know, I don't really know. She scoffed and I guess she thought her shit don't stank or something. And you know, like a entrepreneurial business minded performer, mind on my money, mind on my balls type of man myself, as if I got time for some fucking scraggly hood rat, right? So, like, I was like, whatever, right? And I just kind of laughed to myself, like, the anger people just seem to have. And almost like, you know, did I have a lawsuit that I could have filed? I mean, the bitch full on hawked a loogie in front of me. Like, bitch, I'm calling the cops, you know? Don't be playing that game during these pandemic times, you know? So, I don't know, it kind of threw me into a I won't say it put me on the defense you know like sometimes you can have a situation that kind of riles you up I wouldn't say it put me on the defense but it kind of made me chuckle and I don't know it got into my psyche somehow I guess anyway I go over to the voting poll I walk through the front door there's like a booth right in the lobby this lady looks at me and goes hi what's your name what? What's your name? It's like Jonathan. What's your phone number? I was like, what's this for? What's your phone What's your What's your what, What's your name? I was like Jonathan. What's your phone number? I'm like is this mandatory? What's your You don't have a phone number? You don't have a phone number? Listen, honey, you're not talking to some stupid blind sheep, baba black sheep, okay? You're talking to a thinking individual. Why the fuck would I just rattle off my name and phone number to any asshole who asked me for it? What is this about? Of course I didn't say that, I just repeated myself. Is this mandatory?
1: She goes, Well yes, it's for um contact tracing.
0: So, you know, obviously, pandemic, in case there's an outbreak at the voting polls, they can trace who was ever in
1: attendance. and We'd like to know a little bit about you for our files. We'd love to help you help yourself. Look around you while you see our sympathetic eyes. Stroll around the yard a bit until you feel at home. Mrs. Robinson, Jesus loves you more than you can know. We'd like to let know a bit about you for our files.
0: You know, they're trying to get to know me for their little fucking files, right? I'm just like... Ugh. And I love the fact that she thought I didn't have a phone number. You know what I mean? Or I couldn't afford a phone or something. You don't have access to a phone? No, just wondering why you want my phone number, randomly. So anyway, I give him my fucking phone number. start walking down the hall. Now, there happens to be a white fella in front of me. And there's a greeter, you know, uh, an elections poll greeter. Now, the greeter looks to the white guy ahead of me, right this way, sir. Right? The white guy's like, thank you. (laughs) And he goes forward. And then the greeter turns to look at me. (gasps) Just tenses right up. And I'm like, right that way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now I ain't into the black and white thing, you know what I mean? But I just find it so funny.
1: Right this way, sir.
0: Then he sees my black ass. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It was more like a. (gasps) So I go right that way to the voting polls. And um, there's this little stupid dummy working the door. This other bird brain she goes, "Ah,
1: hand sanitizer.
0: I go, what? Sanitize your hands. I remember just looking at her like. She repeats herself. Sanitize your hands. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wacky wackadoo that we live in this world right now where people can just order you to do anything in the name of COVID safety. Sanitize your hands. Bitch, who the fuck you think you're talking to? And am I the only one who can't realize or... Am I the only one who... (laughs) You know, that's what, you're fuck- that's what my opponents would say. He can't realize the value of sanitizing hands. Well, I know about drinking it, all right? You're talking to a recovering alcoholic, all right? I got my head on my shoulders, boy. I might not fucking hand sanitize with it, but I have considered drinking it in the past, all right? I don't know what that qualifies me for, but fuck you too. Anyway, so it's funny that we live in this wackadoo world where it's like, They could order you to do that. And it's like, am I the only one who realizes that everybody going into the same watering hole, like if they're out to sanitize hands and everybody's using the same bottles of hand sanitizer and coming into contact with the same surfaces that the sanitized stations and sanitizer are on, it's all in the same vicinity. Is it really doing anything? And you're commanding people around with this omnipotence of God.
1: Sanitize your hands.
0: So I sanitize my hands just because you know. Hey, I gotta get to that poll. That's my objective. So I go into the polling station. They give me my ballot. I go sit down to to uh, to vote. Circles. Circles. Now, what do you think of in an election? Boxes. Check boxes. Check boxes come to mind for me. When you see a check box, you check your vote, right? Isn't that like a check box? Doesn't that come to mind when you think of voting? Check box, not circles. All the candidates had circles circles by their name. So I was like, What, do I, what do, I, do I check the box? Do I put an X in the box? Do I shade in? Rather, do I put an X on the circle? Do I check the circle? Do I shade in the circle? What do I do with all them circles? Now, if it was a checkbox, the standard way for checking off a item on any form, you know, you check the box. If it was a checkbox, I would have checked the box. But as it was a circle... With a pencil, I'm like, well, do I shade it in? Is this one of them HB pencil situations where you got to shade in your answer? That way a machine can tally the vote. Well, hell, I don't know. Dealing with circles and boxes and bitches and hand sanitizer and, you know, type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach in 2021. Well, anyway, I take the pencil and I shade in the fucking circle. I'm about to cast my boat about to cast my ballot and I go hey, wait a minute uh, I asked the guy at the polling station I'm like I shaded in my circle that's okay right? he goes well um, well as long as you shaded the circle incompletely I didn't say that I didn't completely shade in the circle I said I shaded in the circle I, I shaded in the circle Well, as long as it's all within the circle. Well, I don't know if it was 100% accurate. I mean, you know when you're shading something in. like If you've ever used a fucking coloring book, you know it's not always easy to get inside the lines 100%. You might get 99.9%, but there's always a chance of a little spillage, right? I mean, it was like 99.9% shaded in my circle on my ballot. So I was like, well, what do you mean it has to be 100%? Well, as long as it's th- in the circle, I'm like, well, well, hold on a minute, pal. Like, I mean, I mean, it's mostly in the circle. Luckily, there was another ballot worker turns to me and goes, well, no, no. I mean, as long as it's as long as it's not spilling over into another candidate's circle. I mean, as long as you've taken care of your circle. And I go, well, no, I think my circle's quite clear. Thank you. Thank you both. And I casted my ballot and I walked the fuck out there and took my mask directly off. So, um... You know... Moving into the future. Post-pandemic. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And, uh... I'm really excited to see what happens, uh come election night you know yeah we got a uh, i don't think we're that far away from normalcy and prosperity if we can just come back to a sense of common sense and calm and i'm not anti-vax i'm not pro-vax i'm not anti-this i'm not i'm i'm about individual choice and respect for my neighbors that's how i basically operate in society individual choice and respect for one's neighbors you know in a nutshell you know so anyway we shall see the results of the pandemic election you know thrust about us thrust upon us by
1: Justin Trudeau. Hi, everybody. We're going to get the economy back to work. It's me, Justin Trudeau.
0: So, you know, we'll see what happens um, after the election, the pandemic election of 2021 here in Canada. September 20th, 2021. Coming around the corner. Anyway. Uh, Quick sip of coffee. Coffee break balls. Don't mind me balls. <laughs> Ever noticed that your third coffee break of the morning makes you feel <laughs> just as sprinkly as sprinkles, balls. Um Light. I want to close out this uh, podcast talking about light.
1: I got my peaches out in Georgia yeah yeah I get my weed from California that's does that shit I took my chick up to the north yeah yeah I get my light right from the source yeah see I
0: get my light right from the source I get my light right from the source yeah yeah
1: I got my peaches out in Georgia yeah yeah
0: I get my light right from the source
1: This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. shine.
0: Your light. Shine blockers. Don't block my shine shorty. Don't block my shine shorty. Motherfuckers be out for your light. Them light hunters. I want to talk about inner light. So I've recently started my own production company, Noy Productions. This is a venture for me to, you know, up my podcasting game, come up with different streams of podcast entertainment, interviews, venture into feature film, documentary, audio play, the whole wackadoo, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole enchilada, folks. Noi Productions. And I've been noticing that, um, in business, in the pursuit of one's business, creativity, and oneself, (gasps) um, motherfuckers be after your light. These vampires, you know, these energy vampires, they be after your light. And, um, You know, I certainly have found that there's a lot of perseverance that's needed in business and creativity in oneself and a light. Um, Case in point, I work a Joe job, a day gig, in order to fund my production company, Noi Productions. And also to, you know, basic upkeep of myself, pay my bills, and, you know, self-sufficiency. And in the course of this, one thing I learned. In the last few jobs that I've had, I've noticed a common thread. You are hired for your competence and immediately dismissed for your incompetency right? They hire you in one breath for your competency, then they criticize you directly afterwards for your incompetency. Expectations. As I mentioned, I recently, um, you know, within the last uh, two months or so, been working for this new company. They manufacture office furniture. And I've always gone on the, I have always gone on the Outlook, in recent years, I've been going on with the outlook of serving, to serve my employer, to put in a hard day's work, earn my paycheck, try to meet the needs of my employer, which in turn meets my needs. One hand washes the other. In order to have the job, you have to respect the job, in a certain sense. Or you could be miserable, like a stick in the mud, and every day is a complete headache. Right? You can kick water uphill if that works for you. But I figure, get involved, be of service, have a good attitude, and, you know, there's a grace about that. But it doesn't always quite work. Because like I said, there are people that are out for your light. They want to snuff your light out. Turn the lights off. You know, you're hired for your competency. And then in the same breath, they criticize your incompetency. It's a game, a game of control to snuff your light out. You know, there are many people in this world who can't keep their eyes on themselves. We're seeing that with this division in society. You know, vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. You know, the achievers versus the underachievers the one culture versus the other culture. All these warring factions. And instead of keeping their eyes on themselves, they try to snuff out the other person's light. Yeah. I mean, um, not to get too deep into it, um, like I said, the company basically... Sang my praises. They sang my praises. Jonathan, we've seen you work um, in the last month or so. We're very impressed with it. We're offering you a position of full-time employment. Would you be up for it? Me, as a, you know, up-and-coming business with Noi Productions, a man who has to um, support himself, I say, thank you very much. I am interested in the production Rather, I am very much interested in the position. Thank you very much. I'll take it. And immediately afterward,
1: what about this? What about that? This isn't getting done. That isn't getting done. Is it? Is it? Is it?
0: They're coming at me with all this anxiety, trying to snuff out my light. And it's crazy, because in the training of the position that I am now in, I'm stepping into the role of a man who was 25 years in my current position. He quit the company because it was too overwhelming, too much overbearingness, too much work being thrust upon him. The whole department knows it's a unreasonable quota, which is being dumped in my specific area. And all this bad-mouthing and complaining was going on during my training. And the second I step into the role, it's, where's this? Where's that? Eh, eh, eh." Dumping all this shit on me. The phrase, pissing on your head while saying it's raining, sort of comes to mind. The pissing on my head, telling me it's raining. What about this? What about this? How come this isn't getting done? How come that's not getting done? Because I am one person dealing with multiple tasks. That doesn't make any sense. Why don't you hire some more people? trying to snuff my light out. Isn't it enough that I show up with a good attitude, willing to work? No. They want me anxious. They want each other anxious. And that ain't nothing new. That's like the M.O. of a company.
1: You're great. You're great. You're great.
0: Once they hire you, now we control you. We want you thinking about the job, focused on the job, Anxious about the job. If you're not anxious, that means you're not doing your job. Isn't that how it usually goes? In the workplace? Stupid arguments, unrealistic expectations. Nothing but but stupid arguments and unrealistic expectations. And even if they are realistic, it's almost like they get the joy in punishing. They get the joy in saying that that person's wrong. When it's like, why don't you calm down? And work together to get the job done right. What's with the enjoyment of condemning others? Aren't we just here to do the job and go home? What's with all this personal de doo Trying to snuff your light out. People who feel so miserable about themselves that they won't rest until you feel just as miserable as they do. And how do I know this to a certain extent without being paranoid? <laughs> you might be thinking, maybe he's just paranoid. Well, I mean, like I said, I have a production company of my own, Noy Productions. I'm a small business person myself, upstart. And um, I hire people for little things that I need, job, little things that I need done with my business. And I'm in a phase right now too, where I see that. You know? I hire a person to do something. Sometimes they do the job exactly how I want it. But the truth is, I know they have skills that could go beyond the task at hand. And I know it would be wrong for me to complain about it or to push it on them because it's not their responsibility. The contract was for them to do one piece of the work. And all the other things that need to get done... Sure, they could do it, but it's not really their responsibility. And it would be wrong of me as a, you know, contract employer to thrust this responsibility on them, even though it's not what they signed up for. I see that in my own business. I see that there are things that I could bother my contracted employees about, like, you know, just a few, like I said, it's a small business and, you know, little things come up. And I could bitch and bellyache and make my issues their issues, but it's not really a part of the contract. And conversely, I see when I hire a person for a task, um, they change the agreement and don't fulfill the task. And I see there Even when the work is good, but they have kind of prorated it in their favor, I see, hey, that's a situation where I could say something or I could accept the work for what it is and keep that in mind when I look to hire for further work down the road. I've had that as well, where it's like a higher person, they obviously didn't do What we agreed upon, but it's sufficient for the price. So I'll accept the work, but that's the end of our business dealings. I mean, you've shown your level of commitment to the things that are going on here with me. Yeah, you know, you, you, uh, what's the word? You reneged. On your obligations, you expect me to hire you for a further gig, right? And I say this humbly, not as some, you know, billionaire warlord, you know, fucking, you know, my minions running around doing work for me, you know, just a humble upcoming production company, small business guy like myself. I see what goes on in business? I'm learning, and I'm learning that it's not always about the right thing. It's not always about the right thing. Sometimes it's about the control and tyrannical stranglehold that a th- bloodthirsty employer might try to squeeze out of a, you know, up against the wall employer. Employee, rather. You know, the little guy loses. Trying to steal your light. Pissing on your head, telling you when it's raining. You know? Or just the vultures in society, these energy vampires that take joy out of misery. I'm walking down the street the other day, beautiful sunny day it was like that golden hour at dusk when the sun is slowly setting and it's that beautiful orange red um cast in the sky just gorgeous you know hot but breezy just a beautiful end of summer type of evening just stunning and i'm walking past this little um lawn area and there was like a flock of sparrows. <laughs> you know sparrows? Cute as a button. Right? Who don't love a sparrow? You know? God's eye is on the sparrow. I think Sly and the Family Stone said that.
1: His eye is on the sparrow because I know No change me.
0: You know, his eyes on the sparrow. This little flock of sparrows hopping around. Golden sun setting in the sky. I'm looking at them, and it's a very tranquil, beautiful moment. One with God. A hawk swoops down. Snatches a sparrow. Snatches the snarrow right in front of me. Flies off with it. You know? You hear its terrified screams. The terrified final screams of a sparrow out to slaughter. He's like... It was horrifying. I mean, I could still hear the terrified screams of this little sparrow. His final screams as he was getting dragged off to slaughter.
1: No, no, no. It
0: breaks your heart, you know what I mean? Like it, It was fucking ugly. And I don't hate the hawk. The hawk was just being a hawk. You know what I mean? And conversely, sparrows eat bugs. I never knew that. I just thought they ate bird seed, you know? <laughs> Eating bird seeds and twigs and shit. Well, I saw a, a hawk. Sorry, I saw a sparrow eat a ladybug once. He's <laughs> like pecking at a, a ladybug. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Ladybugs are beautiful. I was like, why are you fucking around that ladybug for, you little prick? Right? As Elton John would say... um. Rocket man. Do, 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 do. I mean, it's the circle of life. You know what I mean? So I wasn't mad at the hawk. The Hawk was just being a hawk, and that's how God made him, or her, a hawkess. Well, anyway, after the murder of this sparrow that I witnessed there was a lady in front of me and she goes, um, well, what what, what, what was that? I heard a weird noise. And I was like, what was that? That's the weirdest bird I ever seen. I was like, I was a little shook up. Like I said, I was like, yeah, the, a hawk just flew out of the sky and snatched up a little sparrow and took it off to slaughter. I was, I was really shook up about it. Right. i Like, I feed, like, that's one of my hobbies is bird feeding. Like, I feed birds and shit, part of my hobby. You know, I go for a walk and feed the sparrows. I, you know, feed the pigeons. You know, building managements hate me, you know. You know, they say don't feed the birds. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Telling you not to feed birds and shit. I'm, ah, fuck off, I want to feed them, I'll feed them. They come out, why are you feeding the pigeons? Don't you know that there's a fucking pigeon population explosion in this neighborhood? I'm like, leave me all the hell alone, all right? These immigrants come over here, pay no taxes. Why can't these pigeons? Fuck off, right? So I'm feeding these uh, pigeons. Anyway, I love birds and pigeons and sparrows, right? So I'm telling this lady, yeah, this fucking hawk just flew out of the sky and ate this sparrow. And then she goes, um... Well, that's uh, that's dinner then, huh? (laughs) That's dinner. (laughs) Stealing your light. I think she saw that I was a little moved by what happened. I think she saw that in me. And as a comedian myself, let me tell you, If you write a funny joke about a sparrow getting murdered by a hawk, perhaps it can be funny. But witnessing it is not funny. If you witness a a hawk fly down from the sky, snatch up a screaming sparrow, and fly off with it, I guess it's a little funny, but it's actually quite terrifying. I could still hear the screams of this little sparrow. He was screaming for his life.
1: No, no, no.
0: <laughs> and that woman saw that I was affected by that, and that's what the little bitch said. She goes, uh, well, it's dinner then, huh? Trying to make me at, trying to. I think, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm uh, becoming, uh, how you say, paranoid. Maybe I'm a little paranoid, but, you know, being a little bitch about it, right? I'm like, this isn't funny in the least, to, to witness a sparrow get murdered. And I was just like, uh, yeah, bon appetit. And I, she laughed, and then I walked off. But to my point, these vampires, these energy vampires that try to steal your light, He was trying to snuff my light out. Make an ugly comment when I was obviously kind of affected by what happened to that poor little sparrow. Nothing funny about it. Ha ha ha. Like we both saw the same thing. It was quite barbaric. So that's something that I want y'all to keep in mind. And uh Without getting too preachy, I definitely have to keep in mind.
1: I get my peaches out in Georgia, yeah, yeah. I get my weed from California, yeah, yeah. I take my chick up to the north, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get my light from other source, yeah, yeah, see.
0: I get my light right from the source, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You get your light right from the source. Fucking microphone's always fucking with me. God, you know what I mean? Gotta get your light from the source. Now, I'm not exactly a philosophical philosophist, but, you know, yeah. Gotta watch out for these fucking light snatchers. They're everywhere, boy. And, um, you know, that was on my mind this week. So, you know, chin up, head up. And um, what I'm doing is I'm not taking things too personal and I'm not giving people the opportunity to steal my light. Because that's the thing. It's like, okay, you can be motivated to do good. You know, like I mentioned, you work hard in your job, but then there's somebody trying to make you angry to snuff your light out, to snatch your... Light away. Giving you problems and aggravation over nothing just because you seem like you're a competent person with a light emitting from you. Or you're walking down the street and somebody says something negative or acts a negative way because you're obvious. You have a light to you. People see it. People don't want to be alone in hell. People want people miserable just the way they're miserable. And you can't let them snatch your light away. You can't let them turn the lights off on you. No matter how hard they try. You know? So, you know,
1: I get my light right from the source. Yep, yep, yep.
0: God, you know? Or the electric company, you know what I mean? Hydro. But wherever you get your light from, you can't let these energy vampire shut it off cause that's what they're trying to do boy you know can't let it happen hallelujah it's your old chuckle buddy guess who jonathan james ramcharan reporting live for duty on this magnificent september 19th in the year of our lord 2021 yeah um you know the dangerous dorky actor hustling and bustling as a comic voting the canadian election 2021 and them light snatches boy gonna watch your back the show is available on apple podcasts spotify vimeo my own website, janathan-ramcharan.com And as always, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs and chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Alright.